Hello everybody, welcome back. It's been a long time since we've seen each other in this medium. Welcome back to the Cool Dog Podcast. Uh, it's been about a month since I've done one of these, which feels weird to say because it doesn't really feel like a month, but nowadays, like, the way that time has functioned, like, I, ever since I really feel like quarantine began, um, time is just speeding away, and the more it does this, kind of the more scarier it gets, but I have uh, a little bit of, you know, let's start with some positive news, positive reinforcement, I guess, and that's that there's new merch, uh, and one of them is very directly related to Cool Dog. We have a Cool Dog hoodie at yolking.net, a Cool Dog hoodie and a cool shirt for my dog that passed away, R.I.P., uh, and I decided to kind of milk milk my dog's death um, and put it on a shirt. The shirt's very cool, and so is the hoodie. Shout out to Leighton Stollard, uh, my dear friend who I've worked with for so long now, and uh, he helped this one also come to life. Um, but yeah, go check it out at it would it, it helps a lot. It supports the business. It supports the show very directly, in fact. Um, so it would mean a lot to me. Anyways, uh, today, I guess I, I, I gotta give a little bit of an update of where I've been and, um, what, what's next. And, uh, then we're going to talk about a little bit about mental health. Um, I was supposed to do this episode a while ago, but (sighs) I don't know. I just haven't really done anything for the past month. Um, so. Where do I even begin? Uh, I was on a hiatus for a little bit. Um, the past few months have been... I, I don't know. They've been pretty stressful. At some points, even the, like very stressful. Um, and uh, it, it all kind of culminated into me kind of just like hating everything for a while, including my job. Uh, and... That also kind of, you know, I, I gotta say, man, podcasting is not as easy as it seems, man. <laughs> like I, it, it really isn't like I, 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 it's definitely something that I've learned as I, as I've, as I've kept doing this longer and longer that it, it to, to kind of like have a good podcast, you know, you have to put thought into it. It isn't just like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to start recording. And then all this like spontaneity and the genius of myself is going to come out and it's like. No, you got to like kind of think about like what you want to talk about and you got to think about topics for every week and maybe even try to get a guest because that would probably make it a lot easier on yourself. Um, but here I am, but I didn't want to deal with that for about a week. And, uh, I went to hang out with my cousins for a little bit, um, Shout out to them, because apparently um, one of them actually listened to the first episode, which is terrifying. Very sweet, but terrifying, because I honestly, like any one of my family members consuming any sort of media that I create is horrifying to me. Um, and in fact, my cousin's wife, uh, I don't know if she would listen to this, probably not, because she, she said she only listens to the first one, and she was like, oh, I want to listen to more of them, and I was like, thank God, <laughs> she hasn't listened to any more. 
Um, but she actually listened to the first one and she like started giving me like constructive criticism, which I, I found really funny, but also very, very sweet. Um, cause I feel like that's like a, such a genuine thing to do, you know? Um, it was interesting to listen to it. Uh, and we went to, uh, my, my cousin's family has, has a kind of a beach house. Uh, and we went there for a few days and it was like, the, that was like the first time in a while that I had really disconnected from the internet in a while. I felt like, like, I felt like I was really, I don't know, like I was just on the beach and I was like, I could hear the sea. And at one point I was like laying in bed at night and I could just hear the sea from the bed and the reception was really bad in my bed. So even if I wanted to, I, I couldn't have gone online. And it was at that moment when I really realized like nothing on the internet matters. And that, um, every time like someone like has told me to, uh, eat shit, uh, or like kill myself, it doesn't matter because they're not even like a real person to me. Um, and then that really put it into perspective for me. And then I came home and it was just one of those things where I was like, ah, I fucking like, I forgot what it was like to be in this like prison cell of a room. Uh, and it kind of sent me into this like depression for about a month. Um, where I just, I don't know. Like I just really, I couldn't bring myself to go live. I couldn't really do anything. Uh, I, I, when I think about it, like really all I did was binge watch the Sopranos, which is a great show by the way. But like, other than that, like, I don't know what I did day to day. I literally like, I have no memory. I, that's the worst part about kind of like the past like year and a half is I really don't like my memory has gone really bad because you know, all the days kind of mix into one. So you like, I can kind of remember what I did yesterday. I watched a movie with my friends. Oh, and then I watched like a bunch of nine 11 documentaries. There's a really good one on Hulu. If you guys have ever wanted to kind of like look into 9-11 more, uh, it's called uh, 9-11, A Day in America. And as somebody who's done a lot of research on uh, 9-11 in the past, I got to say, very interesting. And they definitely gave a lot of, you know, kind of stories and information that I wasn't aware of before. Um, but... What else was what else was I gonna talk about? <laughs> I'm like I haven't done this in like a month, so this is like a new territory to me. Um, so yeah, I didn't do I didn't do it for a I didn't do this show for a month. Uh, I I wanted to, but I just felt like I didn't have anything to contribute. And reaching out to people when like you're in this like state of depression and um, self doubt and it's just like, it's hard to reach out to people. It's hard to be like, Hey, you want to come on my podcast? Cause then, cause then it's also like, do I like, <laughs> like, what do I even say? You know, like I, I, I gotta say in the last like few months, I feel like self doubt is something that I've, 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 I've really started to struggle with for some reason. I don't know why I just always kind of like, I'm always just kind of like sh- selling myself short a little bit. Uh, and something that I noticed that I, that I do quite recently is uh, like, I'm very happy for my friends whenever like they do cool stuff. Um, and I, cause they deserve the world. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky to be friends with a lot of people that are very sweet. Um, 
and 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 great. But then I do sometimes like if 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 any of my friends like have some sort of like professional achievement, um, I'm happy for them. But then also at the same time, it immediately makes me question like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why am I not? Like, why is this not happening to me? And that's like a really shitty way to think about things. It's a really, it's like a, I don't know. It's not a good way to think about anything really. Um, but I can't help it sometimes, you know, like my friend will do this and I'll be like, that's so cool. Like, why is everything I do so lame? And like my brain like completely eliminates the memory of like literally any cool thing I've ever done. Um, and God, it's a, it's a real headache. <laughs> it's a real headache sometimes because I log on to Twitter sometimes and I'm like, man, like half of these people are like way cooler than me. And they've all like, and here's another thing, right? Um, another like awesome thing about being depressed is that your brain really like kind of makes you think like the whole universe revolves around you um, when it really doesn't. Uh, and I will always be like, uh, I don't know, like, that's the problem is like, you'll compare yourself to everything. And it's like, sometimes you're just not involved and like things have nothing, nothing to do with you. And that's like amazing that that's the case. Like, imagine if there's some, if there was always like everything had like, I, I don't know. Like, imagine if like you were related to every situation in the world. That's awful. That's stressful. Like sometimes you just want to lay down and you want to go to bed and it's like, you can't. But, um, I don't know. Mental health, right? <laughs> Funnily enough, I was, um, I was reading up on some documents about myself recently. Uh, these are the documents that were written about me when I was in the hospital, um, four and a half years ago now, which is really weird to think about. But yeah, four and a half years ago, I was in a mental hospital, uh, for... Uh, a variety of reasons. Uh, one of them being that I my insomnia was really bad at the time, and uh, I would sometimes go days without sleeping. Um, so I was admitted, and it was a very interesting time in my life. I've always kind of uh, said that I learned a lot, and it made me kind of appreciate people more. It also made me appreciate people less in some ways, but that's a whole other story. Uh <laughs> But it was really weird reading like what the doctors had written about me because you can in Estonia you can do this very easily like there's a website you'll log into it and then you get to kind of see like um, everything that a doctor has ever written about you like including one time I got athlete's foot and I got to read like what the doctor had said about me. But I, I read basically through everything that was written about me during my two and a half week stay in the hospital and it made me really like uncomfortable. Um, and it was weird. I felt, I felt genuinely uneasy reading a lot of it. Um, partly because I, it, it struck me with this realization that I don't remember a lot of this. I don't know if it's because I was under a lot of stress at the time, but I was reading like, uh, whenever I would go see a therapist and then they would write a little like, you know, summary of what we talked about. I don't even remember like saying any of those things. Um, and it was weird. And I mean, to be fully real with you, it's like sometimes <laughs> I think back to that time and I'm like, it's actually crazy how 
I feel like mentally I was better off back then than I am like right now or I've been in the past year. Um, Cause I feel like uh, I don't know, like everything was like a lot more clear back then. And now I feel like every time like my mental state gets worse, I just drown myself in like thicker and thicker levels of irony, uh, <laughs> which is probably not good. But I, I guess that's my coping mechanism at the moment. Uh, but I, I, I've, I've been, you know, taking steps to improve myself, and uh, I, I'm pretty happy with with some of the progress I've made. But yeah, this this quarantine, I gotta say, really uh, gave me a bunch punch in the gut. Um, especially after like in 2019, like here's a weird thing, right? Like I always like 2019 was like such a happy time in my life, and it was, but like the more I think about it, the more I realize, like, I wasn't, like, always happy. You know, you can't always be happy, but, like, I I was still, like, kind of, like, um, I don't know. Like, I remember I was, uh, I was in San Diego for TwitchCon, and I remember one night I was just, like, sitting in my hotel room, and I was miserable. And I don't know why. Like, there was no reason for me to be miserable. I was literally just sitting there in that hotel room. It was a very nice hotel, by the way. TikTok paid for it. It was, like, a five-star hotel. <laughs> And I was just sitting there, and I was so miserable. Granted, you know, it passed after, like, a couple hours, but for those couple hours, I was just, I was just so sad. And, like, I, I was thinking about it, I was like, why am I sad? Like, I'm literally in California right now. I'm, like, I'm meeting all these people. I'm having all this happen. And, and that's just kind of what it is sometimes with depression is it doesn't really ask you how you're doing. It just kind of does its thing which is um, make you sad. And I've been struggling with depression for about, I would say about as long as I can remember. Um, I have memories that go back as far as, you know, I don't know when I was a little kid, but I wouldn't say it really started to affect me until I was like in my teens. So when I was like 13, 14, is I, I feel like when it really, kind of started to take a toll on me. Um, and I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> took me a while to actually realize that I was depressed because I, I, I don't know. I guess everybody thinks that they're like, you know, couldn't be me. Right. Um, but then it is you. <laughs> I, it's weird. It's uh, depression is a total and utter poison to your mind. It is so poisonous. Like I feel like there are times where my whole like worldview has been poisoned, and I, I turn into like such a negative person, and it makes me feel bad at those points because then I'm like, oh man, like I'm kind of hard to be around when I'm just so negative all the time. Um, understandably, you know, and it's like, it's, it's sometimes, and I, I, I had a lot, I had a, I had a hard time admitting this for, a, for a while, but I, there is comfort in the sadness sometimes because, you know, especially if you've been depressed for a while, it's kind of like just who you are. You know, it kind of becomes a part of your existence. Uh, 
So sometimes you just kind of like to loom in it, kind of take it all in. It's kind of like why we watch, you know, depressing movies or listen to depressing music. Um, but also, you know, because it helps, it helps to relate. It helps to feel like you're not alone. Um, it's very beneficial. Anyways, <laughs> that was my intro to, uh, I guess, my mental state. So now I'm going to address the mental state of you guys. We're going to read through, through some uh, tweets, some tweets that you guys tweeted at me. Uh, let's see what we got here. How to have a better self-image. I don't know. I hate myself like every other day. <laughs> As much, like I don't, I, I didn't admit it for a long time. I would lie to myself, but like every other day I, I kind of hate myself for, and I always find like a new reason. Um, every other day, maybe like I'll think I'm ugly <laughs> for no reason, or maybe I'll like, um, I don't know. Maybe I'll just like be unhappy with like how like stuff's is stuff is going. And then I'm like hard on myself about that. Um, or I'm always like, you know, one thing that I've always had in life is I've always been funny. Like I've, I, I've always like, that's the one thing I've always had in life. Like when I was a kid, I always kind of grew up thinking that I was ugly, but I was funny. Um, and I knew that like, as long as I had my jokes, like people, people would like me. Um, and that was kind of like how I fit into most of the groups that I was in. Um, was, I was just, I was kind of the group clown. I was a jokester. And this also created this insane sense of anxiety within me, which uh, just kind of piled on top of the general anxiety I had that what if I never make a funny joke again? And this is a <laughs> this is a thought that I still have sometimes, which is a ridiculous you know thing to even think. But it creates this big ball of just self doubt in you. That's um, like, what if I'm never funny again? It's like, what do I, what do I contribute then, you know? Um, and um, I don't know. I, but there are there are days where I do like myself, and I I appreciate myself for a lot of qualities I have. You know, I I think I'm a good person to talk to. Um, and I I think that's a very valuable trait. And I think um. I think, like overall, I guess I'm like I think I'm a pretty attractive person to others, but sometimes it's just hard to. It's hard to have an objective view of yourself, you know. I saw this in a movie, this quote, but it was it was very true about how it's really hard to appreciate yourself because you've been with yourself your entire life, you know. Sometimes to really appreciate something, you have to be away from it for a little, so you start missing it. But you can't miss yourself, you know. You've always been with yourself. You're you're just always kind of like you're always stuck with yourself. Every time, like you know, you're always there whenever you tell like a that like a stupid joke, you know, the same stupid joke, and you're always there when 
you fuck things up and you're always there when you, you know, work your magic on people. You're so used to it. You're so used to yourself. You're so used to your own qualities. And that makes you completely underappreciate a lot of what you have to offer in this world. Um, Definitely happens with me. And then sometimes I'll meet like a new person and I'll tell them like a joke that I... I think is pretty lame at this point because I've probably told it like a hundred times, but then they'll find it really funny. And it'll kind of actually remind me that like, I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not like a total, you know, worthless piece of shit. Um, I don't know. You like something that helps me a lot is kind of realizing that everybody else has these doubts too. Uh, and it's okay to have these doubts. It's just our brain kind of, it's like a survival instinct in a way. Although it's one that doesn't really work. But nonetheless, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, next question. How to find more hobbies or not depend on the ones you have once you lose interest in them? This is something that I've had a big problem with. Um, I guess I should say this publicly, but it's like, I don't know. Um, I'm like kind of in the process of potentially getting a either ADHD or ADD diagnosis. And I, I spoke to a professional about it semi-recently. And uh, when I talked to them about it, they just kind of said, like, it is actually insane that you've never been tested for it. And that's true. I've, I've kind of, I've dealt with therapists and, and psychiatrists and psychologists for years. And I've never been tested for it. And when I spoke to this person, it really put it in perspective to me about how potentially I've, I've struggled with it my entire life and it has kind of held me back from a lot of things. And one of those things is, um, hobbies. I lose interest in a lot of things very fast. I will one day randomly pick up a hobby and it'll literally be like the coolest thing in the world. And the next day, I don't care about it anymore. And it is something that over the years became so frustrating and, and depressing, to be honest with you. Because you see all these other people that have like found their craft and they've, they've put so much time and work into it. And you can see how good they are. And then you look at what you've spent that time doing and it's like, wow, like I have nothing like that to show because... I spent the whole time fucking around and I can't keep my focus on one thing. Um, so yeah, now that, that that's something that I, I've struggled with a lot. I don't know. <laughs> I just bounce from thing to thing. I, I, I milk everything dry until I don't care about it anymore. And, um, it's not really a sustainable way of doing things. But it's fun to try new things and it's fun to learn new skills. So you just got to give some things a shot. You can sometimes, believe it or not, you can sometimes be quite dismissive of things. And once you learn that, you can kind of catch yourself being that way. And uh, you can kind of be more open-minded and try new things. I wish I tried so many things when I was a kid. There's a lot of things I didn't try as a kid because I, I thought it was gay. <laughs> like playing the piano. My mom always wanted me to play the piano and I thought it was gay. So I didn't do it. 
and by now I could have I could have been like Wilbur Sue, you know, I could have been releasing music and I, I I could have I could be a successful musician. But I don't know how to play any instruments. Um because I didn't I didn't I didn't do it, you know? <laughs> so just try new things, man. Have fun. I, the the whole thing about living on earth is trying new things and kind of I don't know, putting yourself out there more. You know? Let's see what else we have. I'm looking through the questions right now. How are you today? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, wow. What the? Okay, that's really weird. That's like seriously bizarre. Um, maybe making peace with change in your life or dealing with trying to come out of a depressive episode. Okay, so the way I'm going to interpret this question is making peace with the fact that sometimes things don't go your way. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Um, if you, if your mind is set on something, it is so difficult to just leave that and be like, that's okay. I'll, you know, I'll find something else. Um, I've had that problem a lot where I have like something like, Oh, like, Oh, this is, this is huge. This is crazy. Um, and or like, it's like a plan or like, like a plan to hang out with somebody or like a plan to like, I don't know, like a plan to um, make some sort of content and it doesn't work out or it like doesn't get the reception that you imagined. It's like hard. It's hard to just be like, that's fine. But that's what you got to do. I mean, I've learned that multiple times in my life now where that is exactly what you have to do. You just have to be like, that's fine. On to the next. Same with like uh, 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 love interests. You know, if you get rejected, move on. Don't stay on it. Don't like, don't think about what if. There's no point. You're wasting your own time. And there's so many other fish in the sea. There's no point in being like, oh, but why don't they want me? It's they, they, they just don't want you. And that's okay. You know, they're not even stupid for not wanting you. It's just sometimes people don't want you in that way. And it is what it is. Um, as much as I would love to give an inspirational speech where it's like, they're dumb. It's like, they're not dumb. They're just like, or they could be dumb. You know, that, that is definitely a possibility. But they're not necessarily dumb. Because they have, you know, you're not, you, they might be the person for you, but you might not be the person for them. Um, and that's okay. All of it is okay. Life always goes on. No matter what, the sun's coming up tomorrow. That's a quote that I heard from somewhere. And I think about it a lot. No matter what happens, the sun's coming up tomorrow. And it's something that I tell myself. 
I've told myself it a lot in the last two years. And it, it, it has kind of helped me. Like, no matter what happens today, I'll be up tomorrow. And um, it's helped me move on from things. It's helped me kind of, I don't know, <laughs> tackle my issues. <sighs> How to not question my sexuality every second. What I've always said about sexuality is you're kind of creating half the battle by wanting to like force this label on yourself. You don't have to know. You don't have to you don't have to fall into some sort of binary like box where it's like, oh, I'm this, I'm that. You don't you don't have to worry about it. You don't like just like what you like. If there's a person you meet and you like them, then go right ahead. There's no, you know, I, I personally, if, if labels work for you, that's amazing. I'm glad for you. But I, I think that that option needs to be presented a lot more where it's like, don't label yourself. Don't, you know, like, don't just live your life. Um, experiment if you feel comfortable with that. And, you know, that way you can find out, oh, maybe I don't like this, you know. But don't put pressure on yourself. Don't put pressure on yourself to find out who you like, what your sexuality is, because that just creates it makes it all a lot more stressful and difficult for you. And um, I don't know. I just kind of like that's what I'm kind of doing, because when I was going around saying that, oh, I'm bisexual. I was always like, I what if I'm like not gay enough, <laughs> but that's not how it works. You know, it's not like 50 50 down the line. Uh, you you just dated a girl. Now you got to date a guy, or whatever. You know that's not how it works. Um, you just kind of like you like who you like. You go through phases where maybe like you like these people kind of more and those people more, and you just kind of live in the moment and enjoy it. Enjoy enjoy feeling those feelings, no matter who they're for. That's the main part. Enjoy feeling attraction. Next question. Um, how to take care of yourself, like by doing little things like walking and doing things that are hard but would make things easier in the long run and stuff like. So my main suggestion for stuff like this is um, don't take on too much at once. If you do nothing every day, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to, I'm going to start like writing. I'm going to start doing this. Like it's going to stress you out and you might do like a couple days of it. And then you'll be like, kind of like worn out and you'll be kind of like overwhelmed. And then it'll kind of like push you back even further. Um, what I recommend is kind of picking up little things at once, you know, maybe go for a walk once a week, you know, and then you'll be like, oh, that's fun. Uh, I'll start going on walks now like three times a week and then it'll like become your actual routine. And it's that, it's that way with everything, you know, and you gotta, you gotta set your goals based on yourself, not based on what any, what everyone else is doing. You gotta kind of figure out what works for you and what doesn't. Uh, and also hold yourself accountable. Okay. Don't make excuses. Believe me. I've, I do that all the time where I'm like, oh, you know, I, I've had, I've had a rough day. It's like, no, who gives a fuck? Go for a walk, smell the roses. It'll make you feel better. 
how to deal with past trauma. Listen, if I knew, I would tell you. I, you just got to go to like therapy. <laughs> um. <laughs> what else we have here how to act when feeling too dependent on others mm. that's a good question you have to kind of realize that alone time is good for everybody it's good for everybody to kind of get a break from each other and it's really beneficial for you to spend time with yourself and be comfortable with that time and not feel this sense of like anxiety by being by yourself because you learn a lot about yourself when you're alone. Uh, and I don't know. Um, that's that's kind of like what I would I I would suggest is is really trying to find that peace, you know. Maybe any adversity you faced because of your sexuality and how you dealt with it. I mean, you know, I I I've I've been around a lot of homophobia growing up. Estonia in itself, you know, it's gotten better nowadays kind of, but when I was growing up, it was a very homophobic place, and it still is to an extent. Um, and I don't really like the thing is like I don't really talk about my sexuality a lot. Um, I mean, I I have been you know, kind of like the victim of homophobia, I guess. Uh, but I don't know, like I don't talk about it, so like nobody knows, I guess. <laughs> um. I just kind of do my thing. I guess like a piece of like adversity that I have faced at at one time was uh, I was talking to this girl uh, and this girl did not like buy men. Um, and as I've, as I've kind of like um, she wasn't like it was weird. Like she wasn't like, oh, I hate bi people in general. It was more so like I wouldn't date a bi man. Cause I guess they saw that it would, it would be like less, less masculine or whatever, which is a whole fucking rabbit hole in itself. That is just so stupid. But, uh, I have kind of, uh, as I've, as I've, as I've kind of, uh, navigated the jungle, there are a lot of, uh, I think straight women that have, uh, have their kind of perfect idea of like a masculine man. And if you don't, if 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 you're bisexual, then you immediately don't fit that box because, you know, uh, obviously the fact that you would be attracted to a man is very not masculine. Um, so yeah, I don't know that that's, that's something to think about, I guess. <laughs> um, let's see what else we have here. Uh, 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 um, Giving advice whenever you feel anxious, like, what do you do to calm yourself? You just got to distract yourself. You have to distract yourself, you have to breathe, and you have to, like, really get a hold of yourself. You can't let your uh, anxiety run away with you. You have to, like, you know, stay at the wheel. Uh, and that's, it's, you know, it's not the easiest thing ever done, but the more you do it, the the easier it, it gets. 
and you really you really do have to take charge you know there there will be a whole wrestling match you know your anxiety will be trying to get on the wheel trying to drive the little car but you got to you got to give it a good old sucker punch and uh you know i don't know <laughs> uh just breathe do breathing exercises those help a lot they slow your heart rate down and in general calm you and um i don't know distract yourself find something like find a thing that you can always go to when you feel that type of way you know <sighs> will life ever get better yes it will I know I said earlier where I was like, oh, four years ago I was fucked, and now I'm even more fucked. Uh, but, you know, obviously that's not completely true. There's a lot of parts about my life that are a lot better nowadays than were back then. And, you know, there are obviously some parts that I would say are worse. But it does get better. And it, 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 I know how hopeless it can feel at times, but, you know, um, there is... <laughs> There's not a single day in my life that I haven't regretted sticking around, you know? Um, it's it's always like, you know, something fun always happens, and then you're like, oh, uh, you know, life kind of does get more fun. Um, do you think it's possible to become mentally stable again after becoming very mentally ill? This is something that I've thought about a lot. As my mental state deteriorated and as I as I was kind of losing control of myself, um, I thought about this a lot. I was like, will I ever be normal again? And the answer is yes, I will be normal again. Um, and I'll be stronger because I'll have worked through this pile of rubbish. Um, and and the, the mental illness does this a lot where it'll really convince you that there's no hope for you. Uh, this is the new you and you will amount to nothing. Um, <laughs> and it's very important that you don't believe that because you can and you will prosper. Believe me. Um, God, like I, I just, it's so easy to just like, you know, and you also, Okay. For you to understand when you're doing better, you actually have to keep track of your progress. You have to have like an objective view of things that you've made progress on and things that you could do better on. Uh, and when you can kind of kind of get a list ahead in front of you of um, things that you've genuinely improved that, you know, you look at a year ago and I'll be like, okay, a year ago, I really struggled with this, but I don't anymore because I improved myself. That is our, that's already progress, believe it or not. So it's like if you conquered that mountain, you know, you can conquer any fucking mountain in the world. Um, don't fall into this pit where you believe that the situation you're in is completely unsalvageable because um, it's not. Um You've talked about derealization a couple times and depersonalization. Do you have any thoughts, ideas, advice on how to deal with it? Uh, I think a really good one is to get off your computer, get off your, uh, get away from your screens, 
if you're on your if you're on your phone or on your computer when you start really like disassociating or you know derealizing um and i don't know that helps me a lot it, it helps me a lot to kind of remind myself that i'm i'm physically present uh you know grab onto things hold things in your hand and look at this and be like i'm holding this you know I, I I've seen people on on Twitter do the whole thing where it's like, uh, tell me I'm real. If that works for you, <laughs> that's great. For me, that sounds like it would make it a lot worse to have a bunch of random people on the internet with avatars of pictures that are not even them telling me that I'm real. That would make me feel like I'm even more fucked. I'm even more in a simulation. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean. You just got to ground yourself. You have to kind of figure out, you know, uh, go outside. Going outside helps me. If I'm really going through it, going outside helps a lot. Getting a little breath of fresh air and and watching the clouds and watching, you know, the birds, it it does help a lot. Uh, Don't look at your hands. (laughs) I don't know. That's something that I've kind of learned is like, don't just like, don't look down at your hands. It's it's it it makes it worse <laughs> for me at least. Uh I don't know. <laughs> one of these was I I scrolled past it earlier and I can't find it anymore, but one of these was about how how do you make friends? How do you how do you meet new people? And I'm going to be upfront about this. You just have to do it. Just say hi to people. One of the best things I ever heard was, and this is very true, a high can lead to a million outcomes. You say hi to a random person, they might just say hi back and that's it. Or they might say hi and then they might ask you something or you might ask them something and then that already develops a conversation. Then you might realize, oh, we have a common interest. Um, And one of the pieces of advice that I I want to give you and I I really want you to take this is never ever ever be afraid to make a fool of yourself because this fear is holding you back from so many things that you don't even know how great they are there you know you're, you're you're you it's it, you really benefit from you benefit from like making a fool of yourself sometimes because you you maybe you can use that to learn or at the end of the day it doesn't matter it won't kill you you know if you embarrass yourself in some way it won't kill you it's okay it happens to every single person on planet earth no matter how much some people will lie and say oh it doesn't happen to me you know it happens it happens to all of us and you should embrace it because I feel like I there's a lot of things that I missed out when I, I missed out on when I was like a teenager because I was just that afraid of embarrassing myself and that afraid of making a fool of myself. I wouldn't dance, I wouldn't I wouldn't sing, I wouldn't do anything because I was I took myself that seriously and I was so afraid of like making a fool of myself and I wish I didn't care earlier. Cuz it's like now, you know, I still care sometimes, but I definitely care a lot less. As I'm sure some of you can tell by some of my tweets, I just don't care. Um, and it helps a lot to not care. 
Thank you for joining me today. I will see you guys next week for a very special episode of the Cool Dog podcast, the Cool Dog experience. Yolking.net for the merchandise. Up and out of here.